most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to the Race Hour in association with Gambling.com and BetMGM. Uh, a big one today. We are doing our Cheltenham Festival favourites anti-post. We run through 16 favourites from the Cheltenham Festival uh, and possibly build a little ACA. Last year we selected six favourites, uh, four of them won. Uh, so we kind of hit the crossbar. Jerry Kalam was one that was beaten. Lucia, the disappointing one. So I think we had a 50 euro bet between the five of us. Uh, it would have been 20 grand. So we weren't too far away. So let's see how we do this year. In terms of the favourites in general, um, I think last year of the 15 we looked at, I reckon, guessing what was an anti-post favourite at the time, uh, seven of them would have won and the year before seven or eight. So you're kind of looking at a 50-50 strike rate on the jollies. Um, so that'll give you a feel for how many of these that we we're talking about will win, somewhere between six and eight, I would say, at the line. Uh, we are joined today by Dermot Nolan, Paddy Aspel, Darren Hughes, and myself, Stephen Cass. Uh, Dermot, how are you doing? You're, you're looking forward to, to building the ACA. Oh, God, of course, Stephen. As always, Stephen, and you know, uh, uh, any few hours spent with you is always a good few hours anyway, Stephen. <laughs> yes, my wife says that. We spend about an hour together a week. Uh, and she feels the same as you. Uh, Darren Hughes, keeping well. Haven't chatted to you in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Yeah, a uh, little bit worse to wear after the after the Super Bowl last night, but no, no major complaints. Looking forward to finding a few winners with you, lads. Did you back the winner? I had a very large bet in the winner. Yeah, I'm going to after time here. I had a fairly large bet, so it went down right down to the wire. Very, very enjoyable evening all round. Very good. Paddy Gaspel, what about you? Were you up punting the winner of the Super Bowl? Yes, I might as well be looking over a hedge now when it comes to NFL. Um, but it's all very exciting. But wouldn't have a Scooby what's going on now, to be honest. So I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Neither, almost... would, neither would I, Paddy. That doesn't stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Two even money Okay. Okay, let's crack into the racing, right? So we're gonna start with the Supreme. We'll go in in, in uh, chronological order the races. We're not we're not doing the handicaps for this, everyone. Um mainly what we'll call the championship races. And the first favourite, Dermot Nolan, Ballyburn, eleven to ten with our sponsors, Bet MGM. Yay or nay. I'm gonna keep this very simple and yes. Yes, Stephen, definitely yes. Very good. Paddy, you're next on my little chart I have. Uh feel free to say something interesting on like Dermo there. No, I couldn't go against Ballyburn, to be honest, because, I mean, obviously he has been beaten by Firefox, but he ran a very, very ordinary RPR that day, so I do think it's forgivable. And obviously Firefox is pretty good, but the fact about this fella is he's won over three mile. He's won a good, soft, heavy. An interesting town in Daffa Leperstown the other day, because there was a few people put to him, oh, this horse was keen. But Townen said, no, he just carries his head in the right position, down on the floor, makes it look like he's keen. He's a lovely, lovely horse, but he showed the last day that he's not a boat, didn't he? Uh, he actually quickened, and that was a real good effort. And although he's short, I think deservedly so. I wouldn't be against him at all. Paddy, you go around the yards, um, uh, around England especially. I, I think Willie trains them all in what's called a Martin Gale, a bungee, some people call it, isn't it? That they basically, on the, on the sand gallop, it keeps their head really low. And then you see horses like Appreciated, Classical Dream or two, Classic Case at some point, really have their head low. So is this fella. Is that normal? Would you see it around the yards often or, or, or is Willie revolutionary with that? I don't know. Plenty of people train with bungees. Um, the bulk of horses will respect it. Um, others will actually take it on. You can make them that little bit keener. They can run harder into the bridle. But it just visually, it looks much nicer to the eye, doesn't it? Um, obviously, the majority of Willies that you have are, are bought from France and, and generally 
that is the gig over there. They're all they're literally born born with a bungee on. Uh, but obviously, Bally Byrne came through the Python ranks. But no, he does. He, he holds his head in the right position. And I much prefer one to have their head there than, than have it the opposite way and, and, and too proud, you know. Very good. Very good. Very interesting. Darren Hughes, um, what about you with this uh, this jolly? Yeah, no opposition here for me whatsoever. Uh, I think the second best horse in the race is confirmed and non-runner in the shape of Caldwell Potter. Uh, I think Bally Byrne's form in the book is, is far superior to... Uh, to his supposed opposition at the moment. Uh, I don't like the English horse, JP's English horse, uh, Mystical Power. I don't think jumps well enough at this stage. Uh, and I'm not sure he's as good as uh, as he as his performance the last time I suggested. So yeah, absolutely no opposition to Bally Burn here for me. I certainly wouldn't want to be laying him even at his current prices. Yeah, opposition looking t- looking thin on the ground. I'm gonna say yes as well, mainly because of that. Um I don't think the English horses, especially with Django Bai being well beat the other day. Uh, it doesn't look like the English have much and then you'd wonder will mystical power go up and trip and once that happens it's pretty much just Firefox and King of Kingsfield to beat and whatever else Willie tries to, to throw in so um, bigger than even money looks very fair I would say so we have a yes which is unusual we've got one one, one in the ACA uh, and we'll move on now Darren we'll stay with you Marine Nacional um, I wasn't talking to you since then what did you think of the run the last day uh, can you forgive him can I forgive him? Maybe. Maybe, but it was extremely disappointing. And, you know, the reasons that look to have come to light or that I've heard suggested in the media for people who might know more about the actual physiology of a horse more than I would, uh, they don't sound great. Uh, according to some people, he's completely gone uh, and there may, no, there may be no getting him back. Um, I don't know whether I'd be as, as doomsayer as that, but Jesus, uh, I I couldn't possibly recommend anyone following him with their own cash uh, after after the last day because if he's if there's even a slight possibility that he might do something like that again, uh, or that his win might completely kick in, you couldn't possibly count this back at uh, nine to four or five to any price. And even at that, even for the purposes of this show, which isn't necessarily uh, so price sensitive, he's going to have to be a no for me from now even for now even though I actually am on a magic post also. Yeah, I know for me and Paddy and Dermot, we've actually spoken to both of you on the podcast uh, on your thoughts on Marie Nacional, so we won't spend too much time on it. But a, a quick yes or no, uh, Dermot? Sorry, Paddy. No, bash on, Dermot, bash on. Uh, yeah, no, no for me. Look, I'm a huge fan of them all together, but very hard to, to, to forgive how just how how high his head was in the air cast. So, yeah, it's a no for me. Yeah, and a no from you, Paddy. Yeah, just that, that didn't look great the other day, did it? And I lo- highlighted to you guys the other day, it's just been a bit of a wipeout season for Barry Connell this time around. And yeah, that would take a fair bit of forgiving now. I, I spent some time thinking about the article this morning and I just thought to myself, oh, maybe the horse with the best engine in there is Gaelic Warrior. And he's around 20 on the exchanges. And I have a feeling they're, they're going to go here with them. Less fences to run, less old course. Um turn and tight he's been second at two the two Cheltenham festivals he's went to so his record at Cheltenham isn't that bad I think if you're getting 20 to 1 plus about Gaelic Warrior that's the angle I'm going to take on are they going to go right handed this year there are they uh, well, yeah well you can like I think of, of all the horses in there I think he has the best engine and you're getting a huge price so uh, like he's already destroyed a let Tom once but I know what you're saying I don't look we won't get into this we, we won't, won't we won't, we won't. No, you're right you're right, you're right we're, we're on to and Dermo seeing as you're being a pup now you can take constitutional <laughs> one to four you, you, we, we, we don't you said we weren't going to pay too much attention to price I can't help it one to four uh, in what's not as good a prep of a season what do we think Dermo 
Uh, yeah, I just still think he's way clear of um, Stateman. Um, last week, we were kind of talking about that new, you know, the racing IQ stuff, where, where they, which is the new kind of expected goals, as, uh, as Ronan Groom said. But um, he basically, Stateman's jumping hasn't improved as much if you look at what he's gaining over his hurdles now. He's actually not improved the whole pile. The level hasn't gone up that much. Constitution Hill poked him out of the way last year. I do think that he's way clear of him. I, I, I do just think he's way clear of him. So, like, as much as his prep hasn't been ideal, it's still Constitution Hill, and I still think he's a bit clear here. Okay. I remember last year looking... Uh, sorry, I listened back to some of this podcast from last year earlier, um, and we were saying he was 1.46 on the exchange at this time last year, which was a slightly different proposition for an Ake. You know, he was kind of 4-9. to nine. Darren Hughes, you're very much a price man. The 1-4. to four. Are you with it? Definitely not. Definitely not for me. And I'm actually going to be a no on him, I think, for, for the act in general. Uh, I, I don't see how you could possibly, and sorry, not that anyone has, but I don't see how you could possibly look at his prep uh, as a positive. In fact, I view it as a massive, massive negative. Um, there's no other resource you could say going into Cheltenham off the back of one run the way he has. Uh, you could describe that as a positive. He's scored badly in recent weeks, if, if, if we're to believe what what has come from the yard. Like, all those things add up for me. I thought statement ran way below himself last year. Now, you know, he has to improve again, I would say, and probably be at his tip-top best. But if there are any chinks in, in Constitution Hill's armour, like bear in mind, we've only seen him once since the one time he actually looked mortal, which was at entry last year. Uh, and that was a, a Christmas time this year when he, he was basically racing against trees. Um, I, I'm not going to say State Man is going to beat him, but I definitely wouldn't want to be taking a short prize based on the season that the Constitution Hill has had. He's 1.4 on the, on the exchanges. I still don't even think I'd want to take that price. Uh, much less the one before that's in the fixed hand. So he's going to be a no from me, uh, more in hope than expectation, but uh, I'll be taking him on. Okay, a no from Darren. So, Paddy, it's immaterial for the ACA, but um, would you give Stapeman a, a small squeak? Constitutional 1-4 to four is very, very short, isn't it? Well, Townend says that he, he's happier with him this year round, um, but what are they going to do different um, come March to be Constitution Hill? Because We've seen last year, he's a good bit behind him on ability. If he has improved this year, he's still going to have to try something different to try and beat Nicky's horse because, you know, unless they do, um, you know, he absolutely kicked him out of the way last year and he's got a fair bit of ground to turn around with him. So I know he's very, very tight, but he's tight for a reason. Price-wise, you know, he's just phenomenal horse. I've never seen anything like it. Um, the, the the sheer engine that he's got, um, I, I I could possibly go against him, albeit, you know, that price is 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 very very tight. Yeah, I, I, it's the price for me. I think he's he's, he's probably the best uh, hurdler we've ever seen, and he probably will win. But one to four doesn't even boost an act that much. So I suppose for the purposes of this podcast, we'll we'll save the discussion on whether Stateman might be able to do something. Uh, for down the line, but it's two two yeses, two noes. So we've won in the bank. It's Ballyburn. Uh, and Paddy will stay with you. Lossy Mount is eight to thirteen for the mares. Um, she was mighty, mighty impressive. Uh, I thought the last day in the international hurdle. Um, what do you make of her prospects? Yeah, she certainly was. And probably the most impressive thing about Lossy Mount the last day was just the way she went through the race. She was a lot more manageable for town end, wasn't she? And so therefore, I mean, the amount of ability she has, she's saving petrol all the way. I mean, she's only just turned five, Lossy Mount. You know, unbelievable, really. And off the back of what we've seen the other day, I mean, town end was at pains, even jumping the last, trying to slow her down, lads. 
uh, it was just incredible. So, no, again, I wouldn't be against her. But what price do you have your end for Lossy Mouth? 8 to 13, Paddy, with our sponsors, BetMGM. Um, so, yeah, in, in or about 4 to 6, uh, it'll boost your ACA, all right. Um, would you be happy at that price, Paddy? I would, to be fair. Off, off the back of what we've seen the other day, she looks to have grown up and matured both physically and mentally. And, yeah, she's a fair unit, Lossy Mouth. Dermo, she takes on really uh, the market. Looks like she's taken on a, a home game, really. Ashford Diamond, Gallimar, so Echoes and Rain are three of the next four in the market. Uh, Love Envoy would be in there. Possibly Marie's Rock will run here this year. You'd imagine she would. Magical Zoe and none of the rest of them would be in her league. Um, she's probably £10 clear of them, isn't she, Dermo? Yeah, I would have been very keen on, before Doncaster, I would have been very keen on the prospect of Gallimar so outstaying Lossie Mo, but sometimes horses like Lossie Mo just belie any trip or anything else. Just She just is £10 clear, as you said, Cass. So just to keep it as simple as possible, it's a yes for me. Okay, and I'll say yes for me. So Darren, you have the casting vote? Yeah, it's going to be a yes for me as well. I, I, I'd like to echo what Paddy said. It's, it's, she just looks so much more tractable now than she has done in the past. Uh, it, I'd say the, the bare bones of the form, which she did the last day, is is fine, especially with others then receipt of all the way she was in receipt of. Uh, I know the Times lads weren't overly overly impressed by her. I think in comparison to another race in the card, but even allowing for all that, it was just the manner with which she did it, the ease with which she did it. Um, you know, if she's able to focus her or channel her energy and her her ability better this year, she should be some should be some force to be reckoned with. So yeah, it's a, it's a yes for me. Yeah, and one thing as well, even though she's a short price and a mare, Willie is very good at getting mares to Cheltenham um, in tip-top tip form. Uh, so that's four yeses. So we have two two in the tank. We have Ballyburn 11 to 10, Lossie Mount 8 to 13. And Darren, we're going to stay with you. We're moving on to the the National Hunt chase. Um, This time last year, Gerard de Manil was, was dividing opinion, but we stuck him in in the end. Embassy Gardens is 11 to 4 favourite here. Um, Do you think Patrick will ride him, I suppose, is the first question following the weekend where we saw... Nick Rocket staying on well, and there's a couple other prospects in there. Um, do you think Patrick will ride this fella, and do you want to include him in the ACA? Yes, both questions actually. I think um, he's he's the one of these for, who I think actually has a, a little bit of a class edge. Um, I I love the way he's done he's done it in his two starts this season. Uh, he looks a complete natural. Um, looks like this is what he was born to do, which I suppose it is after they spent so much money on him. But um, yeah, I, even at the price uh, and, and and for all that it's going to be a competitive race, uh, I I do think he has a little bit of a of a class edge, on on certainly the likely runners in this race. Um, look the likes of Stay Away Fay etc is unlikely to come here. Grange Clare West I think is out for the season. Did I read that somewhere? And uh, so after that, uh, I I won't say you're ten on the ground, but uh, I didn't find anything I'd like to oppose him with. So he's going to get a yes from me. Okay, very good one. Yes, from Darren. Paddy Aspel. Yeah, I suppose with Embassy Garden, the wheels did come off, didn't they, at the tail end of his season last year. But for, for going over a fence, he really looks to have grown a leg, this fella. Let's not forget, you know, he's eight-year-old now, this horse. You know, he's very, very mature. I like the way he travels, but more so, he's been so sure-footed over his fences. It, on both occasions, over fences, he's jumped around big tracks, and he's been absolutely faultless. Embassy Gardens and... Yeah, another one looks a proper unit over a fence and looks to have improved again on what he's done over hurdles. I would like to see him go much shorter now, to be honest, but he's open to any amount of improvement, this fella. Very good. <coughs> dear, dear Nolan, I, I'd be very worried about him pulling up um, in the Albert Bartlett last year. Uh, I'm a big believer in 
those Cheltenham experiences time and time again, it seems the horses that have ran there badly come back and do it again the following year. Uh, is that a concern of yours or do you just think he's a different horse this season? Yeah, I, I, there kind of has to be an excuse for a horse doing doing that like I think sometimes when a trainer gets the prep wrong with a novice hurdler let's say and they run them too close to the festival or something like that you know you can always forgive something like that but Embassy Guards had a fairly clean season last year and he did stop dead I know uh, Statler got the job done but similar horses to this now have flattered to, to uh, deceive for Mullins like uh, there's one here at a price that I would like to take a moment probably Salvador Ziggy I just think that you know that 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 run in the Kerry National off a huge way was a massive effort Um. He's the grade one animal here, but I think Corbett's cross. I know that with that, he came, he came unscuppered last time. He's been very good as well. So Embassy Gardens at eleven to four would be a no uh, from Acas. Can I ask a basic question? I don't know the answer to Corbett's cross with the fall and all that. Is is he qualified for this race now, or how does that? Does anyone know? No, I don't think so. I read some. I read somewhere over the weekend that he isn't, but I don't know how true yeah. that is, and, and I don't know how much I trust. We, 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 we you should... have to finish top four, don't you? I thought it was just running a race, or do you have to finish top four? Top four, I think. I think we're, we're shaming ourselves here anyway. We'll move swiftly on. Uh, <laughs> we'll cut all that out, Cameron. Will we? Uh, no, no, I don't. We, we, we'll, we'll, we'll clarify that at some stage. But anyway, for the purpose of this, Embassy Gardens is an O from Dermo. Uh, in my gut, and and it's immaterial anyway. It, it would just be an O, just that coming back to Cheltenham. I thought Nick Rocket could be made for it, really staying on well yesterday. Um, I thought he could be made for the race. But anyway, that, we'll see how that race shapes up. Um, that's the Tuesday done. Uh, we're moving on to the Wednesday now. And uh, Slade Steele, following a good performance behind Ballyburn, is the favourite, uh, certainly the favourite um, with the prospect of a run. We all know Ballyburn is probably the favourite, but he's going supreme. So for the purposes of this, we're treating Slade Steele as favourite. Um, Paddy Aspel, uh, he was good behind Ballyburn 4-1, but looks a deep race. Yeah, it does, for sure. Um, but I thought at the trip the last day, and obviously in behind such a good one as Ballyburn, that was more than good enough for Slade Steele. I think he's put it together quite nicely this year. And I think it's quite interesting because, I mean, Rob Core, as regards an ownership outfit, they've had a really, really good season. And the fact that obviously Robbie Power, he's he's got a big say in the whole job, hasn't he? And, and he's almost like their manager. I think he has a lot of these horses back to his own place in the summer. And I'd imagine whatever routine they have going there, it's helped an awful lot of these horses by the looks of what I can see anyway. And Slade Steele is one of them. Um, for me, I probably wouldn't look past him here, but you're dead right. This is a very, very deep race. I think the English could have a little bit of a say as well, uh, as the Irish being very, very strong. But with him being at the head of the market, probably couldn't disagree with that. Okay, a yes from Paddy. Uh, dear Nolan, what's your feel on this race? Yeah, uh, first of all, just just to go back to our um, our shame there. First of all, uh, he uh, he does qualify because he finished second over Christmas. I knew he'd qualify, but I just couldn't remember why okay. I thought that. Uh, he finished second Christmas over three miles. So Corbett's Cross does indeed qualify. Uh, Slade Steel, I'm keep keep going through this race, and no, I. I as good as he was last time, still was hooked out of the way. To me, it wasn't as eye-catching a performance as it was for others on TV and stuff who put this horse up before. I know there's fierce excitement about him and he does seem to be a good horse and Hamid uh, Abramit thinks the absolute world of him, but Ballyburn still poked him out of the way. I, I just, I wasn't as taken by it as other people were, so it's a no for me, Cass. 
Okay, very good. The only thing with them, yeah, Henry does tend to leave a lot to work on in their prep run. Like horses tend to improve leaps and bounds, so it was quite quite a good run in that respect. Um, Darren, uh, would it have been a yes or no? Uh, definite no for me. Um, not 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 nothing against the horse himself specifically per se, but there's a lot of question marks on this race. I mean, like Ballyburn is still like a single digit price in the exchange for this race. So I mean, if he was to run here, I would say Sledsteel has next to no chance of overturning that form. You could have mystical power coming up and trip that would change the, the the shape of this race. I like reading Tommy Rang. I think people are sleeping on him and that run the last day. So all those things combined together, I couldn't have stayed still at the prices are in general. So it would have been a firm no. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you there, Darren. There's a lot to to take shape in this race. I think Ballyburn surely it's nailed on. He goes supreme because. Oh yeah, I I think so too. I think yeah. so too. But if there's even this, this race looks so good. You know that kind of way. That's that's nearly yeah. why I think. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, well we move on to the the Brown Advisory, Darren. I don't think we've gone to you first uh, in a little while. So for the purpose of this, we're going to say that Stay Away Faye is the favourite. He is in the exchanges seven to two with Bet MGM, and we're going to presume Factor File goes for the Turners. Uh, so stay away, Faye. Uh, Paul Nichols on the Wednesday. How do you feel about him, Dermot? I think Monty Star beats him. Cass, we've been going on about this for ages. I'm, I'm not going to explain to you why again because I know that'll only sicken you. Uh, so <laughs> I don't. Um, I, I was listening, Dermot. I was listening to, to last year's podcast to remind me what the hell we were doing today. And you were harping on about Monty Star again. And I was even slagging you at that stage for going on and on about it. So. <laughs> exactly. You'll be, in, you'll be in an old folks' home in, in your day, <laughs> Dermot. Just talking about Monty it'll be, Star. And it'll be him and Pat's horse. fancy. I'll yeah, that's saying, the one. Pat's yeah, fancy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah look, uh, so no, I. Um, even just kind of come back to stay away Faye, I wasn't as taken by the effort either in the, I nearly said the Bepray Cup there, but in the, in the Presbury Cup, uh, genuinely wasn't as taken. Um, I think that was a poor enough race now. So uh, stay away Faye, for me, jumps too, too slow on everything else, even for a race like this. So I'd be looking to take him on, even if Monty Starr didn't make it. So no, he's a strong no for me. Okay, okay. Well, while we're on the race, though, we might as well go through it, Paddy Aspel. Um, and while I kind of agree with Dermo and the old course probably won't suit stay away phase style of running, there's not much in this race. Uh, like we'll be looking at maybe Grey Dawning, Monty Star, one or two others. You know, you're, you're really clutching at straws to find runners here. Um, so 72 might be that bad price, Paddy. What do you think of his chances? Well, I think although he was beat the other day, when he was headed, it looked for all the world that he was going to drop away and, and, and get proper stuff. But he's just a very, very slow horse, this. All he does is gallop, I think, with some better fractions in a maybe a better type of race to run at. Uh, that would suit him because he's just bottomless stay away, Faye, but he just got tapped for a bit of toe that day. Grey Dawning, I think there's a huge engine in there, but I'll tell you one thing, he doesn't have kick fences out of the way once he hits the front and he goes mad left. I know that's not the biggest deal breaker here, but he does go mad left once he hits the front and once Skelton lets him down and goes for him. So you've always got to be a little bit wary of him, albeit he's got woeful ability. But I just think a stronger test of stamina, it's all about, um, that's what it's all about for stay away Faye. Obviously, he won here last year when he was still a very, very green horse and I still think there's a bit of mileage left in him. So I, I wouldn't be against him personally. Okay, a yes from Paddy. Very good. I think at the price, it's a, some, Darren, you're a good man to read the mark. There's something here is going to probably go off about seven to four. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it is. Is it stay away face? So is he is he a good uh, proposition at seven to two here? 
Yeah, do you know what? Uh, it's one of those sort of, I there's every possibility he could go off at the ludicrously short price. So if that's your crack back to lay or, or get out of the get out of him on the day, I, I actually think he could be the one because looking at this, this is going to break up pretty badly. I suppose in a more holistic view of the horse in general, I'd like to have seen him win the last day. I thought a real good novice would have won that race. I don't think there was a huge amount of strength and depth to it. But I don't know how relevant that is in the context of the actual Brown Advisory. I don't know, is is there an option for maybe on this podcast? But uh, I think I'd be in very narrow no, but I could very easily be swayed yes, because purely from a price perspective, I could see him going off quite a bit shorter in the day. Uh, I don't think Great Awning is going to surpass him in the market or a Monty Star. And by the time all is said and done, you could literally be sitting on a, a 72 and on a 13 day 74 shot here. Yeah, I think that's the shape it's going to go as well. But it's a, it's a kind of a, a squiggle from Darren, a, a, a yes from Paddy, a no from Dermo. Uh, and I'd be kind of a squiggle as well. I think you could put him in at 72 if you want, but uh, you don't have to make the choice because Dermot's already said no. But I think the old course just might be against him. Uh, champion chase, then the highlight of the Wednesday, Paddy Aspel. El Fabiolo, can you keep Beltonham and winning? I said to you guys here the other day, boys, about El Fabiolo. I think he's probably got enough miles on the clock now that he knows just how far he can push it uh, as far as the fencing goes. And, you know, he's just got such power from behind. He does get away with it. And the thing about this fella is he's crafty enough that he never gets the hind end up too high. If he was getting the hind end up, he'd be on the floor by now. So he just finds a way of getting a leg out. And he's probably a little bit numb, you know, that type of way. That's why he's so good, because a mistake doesn't bother this fella. He's straight back into his stride and he's away and gone. One to two is tight enough considering what he's taking on here. Um, But... I'm struggling to see what I could nail down properly to beat him. Obviously, that was better from Edward Stone the other day, and that was just good to see Edward Stone winning a race again. And I was very impressed with how straight up um, Alan King was after. Like he he didn't try and dress it up, did he? He just said he galloped the guts out of these horses again. They just weren't fit enough. And although the race fell apart in behind Edward Stone, that round of jumping he put in the other day was sublime. He had them absolutely murdered from a good way down. I know he's ten year old. But the fact that that just widens the window for them, how they can ride this horse, because at no point was he doing too much under Tom Cannon the other day. And he fences well enough to, to get himself out of trouble, even if he is a little bit keen. He could be an interesting one at a huge price, simply because he's got so much previous around there. But as far as winning goes, I couldn't see him getting past the younger legs here of El Fabiolo. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's interesting riding him like that, because Tom, Con- Tom Cannon has always um, dropped him out dead cold and, you just wonder if he'd been ridden a bit more advanced in some of those other races. Could it, could he have performed a bit better? Uh, but at the same time, he might just be setting it up nicely for El Fabiolo or maybe even John Bond to, to get into it. Darren, what's your thoughts on the champion chase? He's two to five with our sponsors, Bet MGM. El Fabiolo, he's a yes for Paddy. What about you? Yeah, probably yes. Uh, I I couldn't take price in a single. Uh, like I'm looking at that market. John Bond is ten to three. Like I know exactly what I would do, and that's absolutely smash into him each way. Uh, three places, fifty the odds as it stands at the moment. But it's probably again more in hope than expectation. El Fabiolo does hit them, but as Paddy said, he, he it doesn't seem to knock him. Now someday it actually might, and I wouldn't like to be on him on that day, particularly at a fairly short price, but. Uh, I'm going to kind of fudge this answer again and say uh, I don't think I'd put my own money on him at two to five for the purposes of an ACA. He's by far the most likely winner, I would say, at this stage. But um, yeah, go to Durham and see what he says. I, 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 I'll come <laughs> back to the cast of all. Oh I'm, my I'm God. Not... Okay, okay, Durham. Uh, Darren's, Darren's getting splinters there. You can have a <laughs> de-, de facto casting vote here. 
I was just about to say, Cass, yeah, he must have a sore arse there with the, with the splinters. He's, he's he's piling into there. Um, El Fabiola, look, look, um, he will probably fall at some point, but he's just so intelligent. He's just, yeah, he's, he's, he's getting away with it. He's learned how to hit a fence, which is kind of very important. Like a wrestler who learns how to fall, you know, uh, he's kind of learning how to how to do it. He's coping with it. Um, he's miles clear what he did at the DRF when you're there, you kind of only realise the kind of scope of him and everything else. He's a phenomenal racehorse and he buried that field. Um, He's miles clear of these. John Bond is a good horse. He's nothing fantastic and I don't think he likes Cheltenham. After him, no, no horses in the same parish as this lad. John Bond's not in his parish either. So from a single point of view, I would never go near this uh, sort of a price anyway, Cass, but from an ACA point of view, definitely, yes. Okay, I'll say I'll say yes as well. Uh, even though there's there's arguments to be made either side. Uh, I, I don't think you can forever be hitting fences and just people say, oh, sure, that's him. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to catch him at some day. Like yeah, it is actually, it is going to catch him out at some stage, isn't it? It's never looked like catching him, though, has it? It's never I looked like catching him until it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't. Yeah, like he's a racehorse at the end of the day. You know, he might hit one and hurt himself early on in the champion chase. It's a funny race as well, the champion chase, isn't it? There's so many blowouts. Even when um, Shaq and Pursua and... Uh, Shaq and Pursua, Defi Desai. I met you in the Arkle Bar. We actually watched it there that year, Cass. It was... They all came out. Shaq and Pursua. Shaq and Pursua, Defi Desai. Altior came out on the Sunday. On the Monday. Shaq and Pursua came out in the morning. The morning of, yeah, with a stone bruise. So, and so, Defi Desai was beaten because <laughs> the reason I know that was cast back that... Uh, a little over a dirty each way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Oh yeah, I back to that. I forgot about that. Thanks for that, Darwin. Cheer no worries, guys. No oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the the other one I was thinking of was um, uh, one specialty arrow one. Duvan was a certainty and was beaten as well. So so things can happen in this race. But I'm going to say yes, Darren, just to make you choose, yay or nay. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, an emphatic yes. I wasn't Darren. sure what that's, it... that's four across the board for El Fabiola. And we're up to a treble now that's going to pay about two to one here with El Fabiola lost him out at Ballyburn. This is this is great. Straight to the value. Straight yes, the value. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Apparently, this is our biggest listen of the year, and I must say it's probably our worst podcast of the year. So, if you're only listening for this, listen to all the other ones. They're a this, lot is, better. This, this is so consistent, though. Every time Cass has done this podcast, he spends half a day about how bad a podcast it is. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm hosting it this year, so I better better book up my ideas. And we're going to move on now uh, to the Turner's Novice Chase. Paddy, uh, Dean Ryan, we'll give him a mention here, his favourite horse. Uh, if you were on the WhatsApp of myself, Dean and Dermo, you would be bored to tears listening to Dean Ryan talking about Factifile. I'd say on the hour, every hour, he's a reminder to send us a message. It's it's actually, uh, it's excruciating, but uh, he's six to four, which actually seems not bad a price, Paddy. How do you feel about Factifile in the Turner's? He, is he as keen on him as what Willie is? Willie's fairly fond of him as well, isn't he? Yeah, very rare you hear Willie speak about an unexposed horse like that as well, isn't it? Especially when he got the name of, of JP's other thing wrong the other day. Um, yeah, Mystical Power. Mystical yeah. Dancer, he called it, wasn't it? Mystical, mystical Dancer, dancer yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, so I think Fact of File is certainly one of his favourites for sure. And I mean, look... Obviously, your man Frank the form at Navin yesterday, but he loves Navin, American Mike, um, the, the, where he turned him over on debut. But to be fair, Mark Walsh, I don't think entirely put the foot to the floor that day when he knew he was going to have to bust him on debut to try and win. But since then, he's looked very good. I'll tell you what I was most impressed with the other day was how much boot he showed throughout the race because he went upsides, didn't he, when they went down the back and, and Mark, Walsh took him back again because you know he just got competitive and he got racing and 
yeah, he had a little bit of a dive at the last. He, he, he took his eye off it a little bit, but yeah, huge, huge engine. Um, round about seven to four is probably fair on, on what he's done so far. But similar comments again here, Cass. It's yeah, you might look at his price and cribble a little bit, but then you've got to root out something in the lineup there to what's actually going to beat him. And I think it's pretty tough. Okay, Paddy, you're a positive man. I'm looking down through our list. I don't know how many races we've done, but you've only got one no from Marie Nacional and all the rest yeses so far, Paddy. So you'll be building a few uh, 12-folds and 13-fold accumulators on the back of this podcast, I'd say. Um, Dermo, Factifile, 64. It's looking like it could be a, a woeful, woeful race, actually, when you look at what's going to be in the field. Uh, and the same with a three-mile mother. God, we, we, we could do it a three-day festival. But anyway... Uh, fact of file, Dermo, yes or no? Uh, fact of file would be a yes, actually. Like, I used to not mind Tottenham until I met Dean uh, Cass, and then he really turned me off with how bullish he is all the time. It just made me really turn against Tottenham. And it's the same thing with fact the file, how bullish he is about fact the file really makes me want to, like, you know, like when you say anything, I try and prove it wrong. It's kind of like that now with Dean and fact the file. And, um, but I, I can't. The, the race is. As bad as the other two races are, this Turner's could be absolutely terrible. And um, as little as he's done so far, potentially, when you actually break down what he did the last day, I watched the, I rode to Cheltenham last week, and you know, he did actually fly along that day. He, he did do a lot. So as far as the Turner's goes, I think this has to be his race. It's such an easy uh, penalty kick. And there's a serious argument that 6-4 to four could well be a quite decent value if he knew that he was definitely going here. Yeah, Darren, I would say you're, you're, you're a man into prices. A man into times, I believe. And the times, boys, and the algorithms are going to have this fella odds on in the day, aren't they? Take him 6-4. He goes off about 1-2 to and wins half the track. He'll win the length of the straight. Yes. He's absolutely exceptional. He's absolutely exceptional. And there's going to be nothing he's going to take next to He won't be 1-2 to anyway, you maniac. But he will be odds on. Will, oh, uh, geez, uh, oh I don't know. Turn, I don't know. Turn your camera around there, Darren. Will you? Is, is, is Dean there with a handgun? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's not, no. I, I don't know. That. I, I, I'm looking down to this. I suppose it obviously his price will depend on what shows up. But he, he is going to be much shorter in the day than he is currently. Uh, it, provided he runs here, I, I wouldn't put anyone off taking the 6-4. Yeah, I think the mighty American Mike, um, if they can get him right again, could give him a rattle because I think this is his trip uh, and he's 16 to 1 on run on a bet. There'd be nothing in this race. You'd probably have Ginny's Destiny and you're struggling to find winners. If Hiroko makes it, he'll go there. Will Grey Dawning be switched here? That's a possibility. Uh, American Mike, and beyond that, my God, you can't even find any runners. So that's, that's what I'm saying. When you can't find a, like you can't find a yeah. runner here, uh, he'd, be a, he'd, be a, he'd be a very, very sharp price in the match against Ginny's Destiny or Obviously, it won't be a match, but you know what I'm trying to say? He's going to go off a little bit short. He is going to go off 8 to 11 or, or, or maybe shorter. So I would think at 6 to 4, we'll put him in the ACA. Um, I'd be keen to maybe take him on on the day because he's only really beaten two fields that have fallen apart. If you're not a times man, which I'm not. Um, but there he goes in. So we have Factofile, Al Fabiolo, Lossy Mouth, and Ballyburn in at the moment. And we're moving on to the Ryanair on the Thursday. Um, Dermot Nolan, Banbridge, uh, one of your favorite horses. So you're probably going to be a yes. Oh God, yeah. Uh, good ground obviously is the kind of problem here. So, like from an ACA point of view, considering we won't be putting a whole pile, he's a definite yes. But from absolutely plowing into him, like I want to, um, he's you know he wouldn't be that just yet. He does seem very, very reliant. Although the funny thing is, is that they pulled him out on ground concerns last year at Cheltenham, and he probably would have got his ground actually with the way the weather went through the week. Um, he just he'll take an awful lot of stopping here. I was all over stage star. In my sorry, like thought process, like I hadn't backed him anti-post or anything, but I was kind of big on him after what he did in the Paddy Power. 
And then when Banbridge, I put him up here, obviously, but like what he did that day at Kempton was very impressive. He put Big Dory away. He'll he'll come on for that. He's won at Cheltenham before, twice. Um, the Ryanair is another race that is completely capitulating, which backs up the any argument for a three-day festival now because these races are completely falling apart. And the Ryanair really isn't like a like unless a faster, slower someone drops in here. Um, and by Allen, uh, who's your favorite horse, Cass? He's um. He's decent, but he's one of those seven out of ten horses that he'll run to 160 something, but something that, like Bambridge, will get above him. But yeah, uh, from an ACA point of view, pass. Uh, yes, yes, he's a yes. Okay. Yes, uh, yes, yes, he's a yes. Yes for Dermot Nolan and um, Darren Hughes. Yes for you. Yeah, he's actually a safe enough conveyance, I think, because if the ground doesn't come his way, he will he will not run. So as in, if you if you can get the non runner no bet price there, I think is a, is a perfectly safe safe conveyance. Um. I think he's uh, uh, probably the best of these on, on a quick surface. So uh, I'll save a bit of time here. Yes, yes, me for Bambridge at the price. Yeah, and with BetMGM, um, who are not outright anti-post, but they are not on a bet on the some of the championship races, I think. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So they're five to five two, to two so not running a bet. Yeah, five to two not running a bet with BetMGM on this one. So I will be a yes because it's a proviso that you're getting the ground. I'd probably be. Two to one or shorter, Paddy. Um, a yes or no for you on Banbridge? I mean, obviously, he is very ground dependent, isn't he? But if he does get his ground, you know, at this intermediate trip on decent ground, he is a grade one horse, isn't he? Banbridge, and you know, for his age, eight year old, he hasn't got a huge amount of miles on the clock. And because he ran, I came in at Christmas time, he's got to come here a pretty fresh horse, isn't he? Banbridge, so no, I would be against him, Cass, but but one. I thought that was worth a look at a price simply on what he did at the weekend. And Nichols said that he was really, really just going to tune him for this race was Hitman. I know he's, he's a bit of a Marmite horse, but he's got the ability to really, really travel deep into this race. Yeah, if it comes down to a proper dogfight, he's not maybe one that you want to have on side. But he's so, so classy. And the way he traveled into that race the other day at, um, at Newbury, I just think if he was to get similar ground as to what Bambridge once come Cheltenham, he could run a big race here um, and get involved at a, at a huge price hitman. Very interesting one for one at a big price uh, with a shout for Paddy, but it's a, a kind of a yes across the board. So we've got five into the ACA and we move on to the stairs hurdle. Um, news coming out uh, this morning or last night that Gordon Elliott's thinking about running Irish Point in the champion hurdle. Rob Cork keen to separate them. So Tiupu is the clear favourite now, three to one with our sponsors, Bet MGM. Paddy, we'll stay with you. Tiupu, he does seem ground dependent, uh, would be the worry with this fella. Yeah, I think to be at his absolute best, you know, obviously he's very, very good. Um, but to be at his absolute best, um, I think he, he he really copes with actual winter bad ground, um, Tiupu. I mean, the thing about Elliot, I have noticed a good bit with him this year. He tends to, he, he likes to put a, a, a bit of um a spanner in the works in these interviews, especially when Gary O'Brien's interviewing. I think he loves to wind Gary O'Brien up and, and chucks all sorts of races and aims into into um the full. But yeah, this Irish point one is interesting that they're going to go a champion harder route. Um, obviously they, they don't they're from the same outfit, so maybe they don't want two real good ones eyeballing each other here. But no, I think Tiupu is pretty solid. Um, again, though, Cass wouldn't like to see his price go much. Tighter because I think this is a reasonable race. You know, Monkfish looked pretty good, didn't he, the other day? If he comes here, um, you know, I know he's ten year old, but obviously he's been very, very fragile. So he's another one, pretty fresh horse, Monkfish. If Willie rocks up here with him, but 
Yeah, I think to who poo, but we know just spoke about Bambridge, he needs better ground. Whereas this fella, they, they, they're going to be wanting some different weather for him. But if it does come, it'd be very, very difficult to beat in the stairs to who uh, Very good. Paddy, Darren, Hughes, your thoughts on to in the stairs? Yeah, I, just, I, I just think there's a case that can be made for him. Um, I don't think this race is any deeper than it was at uh, this time last year. And what we must bear in mind is that he had a uh, uh, prisoner of war, Davy Russell, hanging off from last year, uh, who probably shouldn't have been riding, if, if we're all being completely honest. And, you know, if there was a one beside his name instead of the three that's there currently, I actually think he'd be a much shorter price when really the only difference between the two is three quarters of the length, which isn't a whole pile. Um, with that said, uh, obviously he is ground dependent. I don't believe that Irish Point will run the champion hurdle. In fact, I don't think there's any chance of that happening, to be brutally honest, um, regardless of what Gordon might say on television. Uh, so I think he's actually a pretty decent price uh, based off the back of that falsehood. But um, I'm going to be a no on Tiapu, but I can see the argument that could be made for him. I, I wouldn't be as against him, maybe as some other people might be. Yeah, on, on, on yielding or better ground, he's raced five times and been beaten four times. Uh, one of those he finished ninth to ten. One of those he finished sixth to sixth, sixth of six. And uh, he was beaten in a Punchestown uh, over three miles by Classical Dream as well when he went off favourite on good ground. So he does seem hugely ground dependent. So I'd be very reluctant to put him into any um, anti-post Akas when he'd probably be two to one in the day if, even if he gets his ground which he got last year and was beaten there but Nolan but you're a big fan of this horse I'm a big fan of him but I'm also uh, nobody hates would be the one that I'm on anti-post but I would still see Teopu as the most likely winner let's say but um, we'd need some sort of a weird act of God though wouldn't we to get the right ground for Teopu and then for uh, Bambridge before it so we'd need uh, some sort of a really freakish monsoon type rain there for a 35 minutes between between those races uh yeah. he would he would be a yes for me uh cast but it it doesn't matter down here yes he's not going into the into the aca so we move on to the the mayor's novice dear, dear but nolan a race that you are normally um you were on the honeysuckle train when she missed out and you've had some good strong opinions you're, you're a good man to follow this division uh jay de Grugy is nine to four is that a good price tell us uh, so I'm on her slightly bigger. I do really, really like this mare. I thought Brian Hayes gave her a screamer ride the last day. I thought that race was Darmo, okay. I'm going to stop you there now. Go on. What price? Our listeners now, our new listeners want to know, so you, you can trump it. What price are you on it? Only at sevens. Like, it's nothing extraordinary ah, at all. Okay, Seven yeah, to one. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, God, no. I have nothing to be shouting and screaming about here at all. So, um, it's an unbelievable race, actually, because even Fun 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 was really good on Sunday. She's a good mare. Um, like, it's a serious division. Golden Ace is completely being slept on. Uh, she was so good last week. So, like, the front five in this, this race, even Queen's Gamble would not shock you if Queen's Gamble came and won this race. Um, this race is a stronger re- renewal than the than the Ballymore is. So I'm a yes because I love her and I think she is the best horse in the race, but I'd be shell-shocked if this mare makes the the uh, bet here because it's a serious renewal. Brighter's Day Ahead was so good on Sunday. Dice Ardenos has been fairly faultless so far. As I said, the other two beyond that even are exceptionally good mares. Um, this division is much maligned, but understandably so. But... This this race has really delivered now. This is a proper proper race. Uh, it's, it's actually pro- could well be the deepest uh, of all the novice hurdles now uh, this season. Um, so I'm a yes, but I'd be shell shocked if, if everyone else is as well. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He's 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 at his house. Yeah, sorry, I'm just getting onto the men in white coats there. When you think that this is better than the Ballymore or the whether the Bearing Bingham or whatever you call it, they'll be on the way to collect you soon, Dermo. Don't worry. It is. It's a better race than Bearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, we're all here for you, and we'll support you through whatever. I'll alert Sheldon. I'll alert Sheldon. Was that a yes anywhere? No, I didn't even stop listening. Yes, yes, it's it's a yes. yes, yes. Okay, Paddy Aspel, uh, one of the greatest novice hurdles ever ran at Cheltenham, but can she do it at nine to four? I think this is wide open. I don't think I'd have her as short as that, Jade de Grugy. Um I think the English have got a really strong hand here. Dermo's right. Uh, I know you can't read anything to what Dysar Enos did the other day at Doncaster. That was a non-event, but she's very, very classy. She's got a real, real good cruising speed. The way she goes through races, Dysar Enos. And I know this would be a big one. Wouldn't be any surprise at all, lads, to see Paddy Brennan retire on a Dysar Enos winner here because he has just been dropping a few hints lately that he hasn't got much longer left to go. It would be Fergal O'Brien's first festival winner as well. We, we both, or we all know, how helpful Fergal O'Brien has been to Paddy in, in recent years so this could be a proper story here and I think she's a very very classy mare and I, I'm going to have to agree with Dermo uh, Castle honestly I think this is one of the races uh, deepest races at the festival this because the mare he mentioned Golden Ace I mean Jeremy Scott you know he's not just some old farmer who trains down in, in, in Cornwall he's a very very capable trainer and this mare's form is really starting to tie up together and she looked pretty smart last week. Um, she's very, very interesting. But I think Dysart Enos, this will be, I would imagine, without a doubt, Fergal O'Brien's best chance, strongest chance so far of a winner at the festival. So you, so we're giving a no then for Jade Grugy from you, Paddy, due to the strength of the race. Would that be my yeah. correct assessment there? Yeah. That's the way I'd be looking at her, Cass. Very good, very good. Darren Hughes, um, do you want to have a word with Dermo after the podcast or will I, or how do you want to take it forward? Paddy, Paddy... <laughs> Paddy's in this as well. He said it's one of the deepest races as well. So, yeah. His head is long gone. He used to ride horses for a living. So, he's certified <laughs> fucking mental. Uh, you, on the other hand, should know fucking better. But anyway, a load of uh, 130 horses. Yeah, honestly. Uh, it is a decent race. I don't get me wrong. And I'd say, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. Um, I think I'd probably be a yes, uh, Jade Karushi. I think she's been wildly impressive in both of her starts to date. Uh, the mare yesterday was good, but like that was two miles five on very heavy ground, uh, in Navin. Like this is a different proposition here altogether. Um, two miles one, uh, admittedly on the on the new course, but like it's very very different to what to what she ran in yesterday. And, uh, it's not. I won't say it's it's a close backup. Like it is a full month away, but um, I think on, on balance, I probably prefer what Jade the Grugy has done uh, to date than, uh, than brighter days ahead but it, 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 it wouldn't be a huge amount in it uh, I do respect the English challenge but um, fundamentally I, I, I take the view that the form tends to be weaker that side of the water until I'm until proven otherwise so uh, yes for me not that it matters now anyway yeah, and no for me, I thought she looked uh, a bit slow the last day. It looked a bit of a grinder, and you'd wonder two miles if it was better ground and a bit of a cavalry charge could come from the clouds to do it for a turn of foot. Um, not that it matters, as we say. And we move on to the Friday uh, and the Triumph Hurdle. Um, and Dermot Nolan, we'll go first again, Um, give you a chance to redeem yourself here. The Triumph Hurdle, one of the deepest Triumph Hurdles in years, of course, better than all this the other. This is better than the Champion Hurdle and better than the World Cup as well, yeah. <laughs> this fellow would be winning the Champion Hurdle probably on the bridle if he was there. He's four to five, Sir yeah. Gino with our sponsors, BetMGM. Uh, Dermot Nolan, first again there. What do you think of Sir Gino uh, versus the field? 
Versus the field, I'd be yes. I didn't think the spring juvenile hurdle was anything special at all. Uh, I don't think there's much here at all. The only one maybe that, that, that could come out was the horse that finished second to um, Sergino over in France, maybe Salvador Mundi, maybe. But I don't think anything there from Cargis, etc. I don't think any of them are going to improve enough to get to kind of what he did at Cheltenham. I thought it was very, very good. Also with Nicky Henderson, he a bit of a glint in his eye about this lad. So he would be a firm yes for me, Cass. Okay, one yes, Darren Hughes, up next. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be laying his price at the moment, no way. Definitely yes for me. Very good. Paddy Aspel? Yeah, I'd be with him, boys. Um, there was a big, big difference, big upgrade in his hurdling from first to second runs. And I mean, he is just an absolute unit, isn't he, for a juvenile, Sergino? And he was good on the clock, wasn't he, at Cheltenham? One that's got a fair bit to do at the numbers, but I think he is a horse on the improve, and he will go on the radar a little bit, was Nichols' horse, Liari, um, around about 16 to 1. He's definitely progressing. He's going to have to progress. I need a, a, a personal best. But I thought he could be one at a bit of an each-way show, but yeah, Sergino, he looks very, very solid very good. to me for, uh, for seven barrels. Very good, very good. Um, look, I'll I'll say yes as well, just to to, to throw another one into the mix. Uh, my own gut is I wouldn't want to be taken out on about something on a buzzy Gold Cup day, uh, a juvenile. But look, he has looked awesome, and he does look a little bit ahead of the field. So we'll we'll put him in, and we'll give our fifth yes to Sergino. Uh, dear Major, keeping track of these, I hope you have them the tottered up somewhere. Um, yeah. and Paddy, we'll go to you first for the Albert Bartlett. Uh, high class hero is our six to one favourite for the purposes of the pod here. Um, it's a wide open looking race. It is, yeah. The market tells us that and I'm probably going to go against one here, Cass. Um, I thought the same outfit, Nicky Henderson with Shanna Bob. Um, it's interesting. Nicky's often gone down this same route with his Cheltenham horse. He starts them off at Plumpton for some reason and he started this fella off there and to be honest he looked a very slow horse going around Plumpton, but he managed to get the job done better again last time. I would say that they haven't dipped the tank very deep with this fella at all. I'd say he's got an awful amount of ability. Shanna Bob obviously cost a right few quid for the Donnellys, but he's a pretty, pretty okay in two hurdle runs so far, but I'd say there could be huge performance in this fella and at the prices. I'd, I'd, I'd certainly be leaning towards the likes of, of Shanna Bob for, for another Nicky Henderson winner here. Very good. Uh, so a no for high class hero for Paddy. A big mention for Shanna Bob. A really wide open looking race. I, I'd be a no as well. I'd probably go for Captain Teague at the price. I think he looks a, a stayer, um, and he's going to run to a pretty high level. Uh, dear McNolan, you're a fan of high class hero. I am. I am. I am. But I'm still price wise. I'd still be looking to take him on in a market like this. Cass. I do think he's he's the most likely winner at the moment. Uh, I probably would have been a yes, but I'm more in the I don't know just yet camp really. Yeah. But it, it, it doesn't matter anyway. And Darren, we'll stay with you and move straight on to the Gold Cup. Uh, Gallop and Deschamps is four to five. Just give us the, the yes or no with High Class Hero and you can roll straight into your thoughts on this year's Cheltenham Gold Cup. Oh, he's getting good at hosting this, isn't he? That was smooth now. Oh, Go on, geez, down, that, was, yeah, that was, that was smooth. Oh, we'll have to take it again now because you ruined it by coming in there. <laughs> I'll never be back in that seat again. This story. This uh, is going fucking hell I, next time, Mark. Yeah, I was going to send that clip into um, the lads of Paddy Power and everything now. Hope for yeah. a, a pay rise. I know a few lads over there, so I, I can get you. I can get you a word in if you're badly stuck. Uh, Cameron's a very I'm... good producer; he can cut that for you anyway. But go on, sorry. <laughs> you're always, uh, high class hero. No, yeah, it's just on, on balance. I don't think you could possibly uh, countenance putting him into an act like this. As regards to the Gold Cup, 
again, I've said it a few times today. It's sort of the question I always ask myself when I want to lay the price. Don't think so. I don't think so. I, I, I could be swayed either way. Uh, it is short. And, you know, he's had one or two hard races this year. But I, I, I don't think that's necessarily an impediment like is in horses running four times in the year. Uh, it shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't make any wild difference to their chance in a race like this. Uh, I don't think I'd want to lay the price, so I, I, I'd be in favour of including them here. Um, I'll be as I said, it would be the most bullish shout I've had all day. Very good. Um, dear Nolan, galloping the champ four to five for the Gold Cup. Would you be including him in your Akas? Yes, yes, I would. Um, as much as I'll be finding each my angle against him, he's. His immediate mark arrivals, I don't feel, can turn that form around. Fast or slow, brave man's game, etc. Long press is somebody who could improve, but him going for the Ascot chase really turns me off him now. That's too close to Cheltenham, in my opinion. So, Galvin Deschamps has taken his racing very well this season, keeps winning, and I think he'll win again. Very good. And Paddy Aspel? Yeah, he's taken a fair old chunk out of the market, Cass, isn't he? But I think... On what we've seen of them last two performances, now they, they are just riding him to his strengths. You know, he's killing the opposition in behind. I thought maybe the last day, because fast or slow was jumping quicker than him at his fences. I thought they might just have tried and rough galloping his jump up a little bit rather than try and beat him for speed because, you know, he's been able to set his own fractions in front town end and it looked a very simple, simple job in the end. So, I mean, off the back of that, Fast or slow can't jump any better. So unless they're going to turn this into a real mall, um, I can't see him get getting any closer or, or certainly beating Gallop and Deschamps. So no, I think he's right back to his best here, and obviously it's coming at the right time as well. So wouldn't be against well, him either. I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm going to say no and, and veto that one. I just taken an odds on about a horse in the Gold Cup. Uh, I, I'd nearly wouldn't do it about Cato Starr, never mind Gallop and Deschamps. His jumping has been sticky at times, uh, including at Leprechaun the last day, even though it wasn't too bad. He's had four runs since he won the Gold Cup last year. Um, two, two, One exceptional, one good and two bad. If I'm sitting in the pub on the high stool in the Friday the Gold Cup, which I will be, and I can lay it, uh, this horse that odds on, I would. So just my natural um, awkwardness is going to say no to him. So he doesn't go in for me. Uh, just the record of Gold Cup winners going back to back. I know it seems to be a bit easier in recent times, but you never know how if he if he if he jumps sticky early on in the race, which he can do often, um, he could get out of his ground, he could get bumped. There's a lot can happen in this race, so I'm going to say no. Um, just on a gut feeling, uh, as much as anything else, even though you know, of course, on his day he's the best horse in the race, but no thanks, uh, any horse odds on the Gold Cup. Um, and then we move on to the Mayor's Chase, which is our final one of these sixteen races. Dino Blue is the Evens favourite. And Darren, I haven't come to you enough, I'd say, first. So we'll give you the first shot at the last race. Ah, uh, Jesus, I could have done without you coming to me first here. I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. Uh, but again, I could be swayed. I could, I could really be swayed on this. I, I just, uh, Allegory Devassi, I think, is too short based on what she did yesterday. Um, she's far too in and out to be taken up as much of the market as she is. Uh, after that, again, it's it, it's it's more. The, the lack of depth than anything else that has me swayed towards a yes. I think she's, Dino Blue is a much better mare than Bright's Hill. It's a much better mare than Muscada. Um, obviously, being geared towards this race all season, like, I don't think she'd be wildly out of place in a champion chase, never mind this race. So, um, while my natural inclination tends to be to take these on, I think I'm going to side with her, again, just due to a lack of strength and depth. Okay, a uh, yes from Darren Hughes. Um, Paddy Aspel will come to you next. Um, she's rated one fifty nine. It's a pretty high rating for a mayor. She's definitely going to take a lot of beating. 
I think so. Um, you know, she was entitled to take her place in that race the other day, where I thought she ran a race and just came up that little bit short. But I mentioned to you guys last week, she really has been putting it together over fences this year, Dinah Blue. And I didn't honestly think she'd be as short as what she is, but probably it's it's deserved. Um, Allegory Devassi, she's a bigger specimen, and but it's just relying on her to put it all together on the day and, and keep her keep her jumping together. The engine is huge, but I think the more solid one here is Dina Blue, but you're obviously having to take a good a good bit shorter price. Yeah, and you'd even wonder, Germa, will will Limerick Lace show up with the connections? Um it's it's not the strongest looking mayor's chase ever, though I suppose it never is. There's normally two or three runners. Um even money against that field, how do you feel about it? I'd be looking to take her on nine times out of ten, but there's nothing there to actually take her on with. Like, I would have been all over um, Halka to have air She'd been here, obviously, but she's a, a race-ending injury. After that, really, Allegor Devassi was probably in the prime of her life last year when Impervious saw her off. Uh, Limerick Lace, I don't see her going. Brides Hill is good, but she's probably not, not up to Dino Blue. I'd love to take her on because I think two miles had really unlocked an awful lot in her. I'm uh, I'm not sure even this trip, but last year, tell if she did handle two mile four fine. And uh, long answer, uh, in a way of saying yes, I'd love not to be, but yes, yes, it is. I think at the price, I'll be a yes as well. There's one horse in here, I think, that if she puts it together, uh, Harmonia Maker, she's not a weapon when she's on a she's going a mentor, day. She's a mentor, isn't she? She's a mentor. She's just, yeah, she's yeah. she's four to one to be on a going day. You know, she so was so kinda, good last time. She was brilliant yeah. last time. Yeah. And yeah. even then, she's a bit defined. But if she gets a rhythm in front, um, I think she could have a lot of these in trouble, but mainly not Dino Blue, who's, who's a class above. So I think that leaves us, Dermo. If you can do the, the mats there while I run through the horses, I think we got two, four, six, seven horses, one more than last year. Um, I don't think it's as emphatic as last year, though, for some reason. But the horses are Ballyburn, Lossy Mouth in the Mayor's Hurdle, El Fabiolo Champion Chase, Factophile in the Turners, Banbridge in the Ryanair, and that one is not running no bet, Sergino in the Triumph at 4 to 5, and Dino Blue, even money. So what does our seven horse acume come to? 140 to 1. You'd want every bit of it, wouldn't you, to get seven wins? <laughs> yeah, you right. really, really would, Jack. Yeah. Really, I, I was really mad keen on our bet last year, and we all backed. I don't think I'd even bother having the ten on it this year, would you? Bet MGM, we will. We will. Bet MGM are sponsoring it. They're giving us a free ton. 25 each a man. That's how this... We'll have to have 20 on it to win two and a half each. Yeah, look, we'll use that then for... Our trip to Warwick next. Don't say uh, for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warwick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I'll, 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 I'll put this bet on. Uh, twenty euros ahead between us, and we'll throw twenty in for our uh most valued producer, Cameron. Another thing you did hear about Dean Ryan never says thanks to Cameron, which I thought was always a disgrace. <laughs> so I'm just going to give that little shout out there. And uh, hello to Dean as well. Um, that is the end of our assessing the festival favorites podcast uh dermo sorry i have to come to you because i don't know do i do it right at the end is there anything else i meant to say apart from who's sponsoring this and whatnot not at all not at all no big thanks to uh ben mgm as always and um our supreme leaders gambling.com as well. yes thanks to dear manolan paddy aspel darren hughes um thanks to cameron our producer gambling.com and bet mgm and we will see you on thursday for a tipping show Remorseless, remorseless, and pounding towards that star. It's a submission.